Hello and welcome to another episode of the Startup Operator Roundup. I'm Roshan Karyappa and I'm Gunjan Sa and together we'll be bringing you the biggest highlights from India's startup ecosystem. Now last week was full of shocking announcements. Okay. There was Bhavesh Agarwal who is quitting Ola to join Uber as the head of India operations. What? Yeah. Okay. Zomato and Swiggy are in talks with the government to allow for cannabis delivery in India as soon as age 2. So that's good that, news that's for good some news. people. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also Karnataka government has banned registration of new startups in Bangalore to reduce the infrastructure burden on the city. No, that can't be. Really? You think okay. any of these <laughs> news is true? <laughs> well, sorry folks, uh, we couldn't resist that we're recording this on April 1st. Uh, so happy April happy Fools. Happy April Fools Day. I suppose. All right, so let's talk about some real headlines from the week. UPI is considering to levy an interchange fee on UPI transactions that are made through prepaid payment instruments. We'll talk about the world's biggest startup funding festival that wasn't the World Startup Convention, Convention. something of that sort. <laughs> okay. We'll also understand the entire story behind the acquisition of Zest Money by PhonePay and why did that not happen. So stay tuned as we break down the biggest headlines from last week. So uh, Roshan, how's the week for you? Uh well it's been a rather chaotic week uh, the world over I mean the protests in France Israel Kenya elsewhere some of this is obviously uh, you know connected some of it uh, rather disconnected as well I mean I think the connection is you know the post covid with this interest rates rising inflation rising and all of that there's a lot of discontent uh, and it will find expression in various uh, different ways uh, i should say right uh, did you watch john wick uh, 4 oh no i'm still yet to watch that i am yet to watch that as well i'm rerunning so. part 1 part 2 part 3 yeah three. likewise <laughs> likewise so let us know if you guys uh, think it's a good movie that we should all check it out i mean i'll still watch it but <laughs> <laughs> it is a good movie <laughs> All right so let's get started um the National Payments Corporation of India or NPCI has recommended an interchange fee on UPI transactions which is for over rupees 2000 and that to transactions made through the prepaid payment instruments or PPIs this move is said is said to be aimed at increasing revenues for banks and payment service providers now interchange fee is a fee that is charged by one bank to another bank for processing a transaction so in the case of UPI the interchange fee is paid by the bank of the merchant or the person receiving the payment and this payment is done by the bank of the payer or you now while many people are saying that hey you know what now customers like you and i we'll have to pay a transaction fee for upi which is not the case i think there's a very wrong portrayal in the media as to how this fee is going to be implemented so roshan can you help simplify this for our listeners yeah i mean there was a lot of brouhaha on uh, twitter a lot of outrage that you know hey how can you charge for upi transactions uh, well i can sympathize uh, where this is coming from upi uh, we all know is overwhelmingly a good public utility it is a utility right i mean it is like your roads and infrastructure your highways and what not um and uh, should we charge for upi at some point i'll i'll get to that later right but this specific initiative i think you know i mean think about the the use case here right i mean it's only for wallets it doesn't uh, you know it doesn't apply when you are transferring from your bank account to another and even that's like the what majority of upi exactly. transactions are so first of all it's for wallet payments and secondly it's for wallet payments above 2000 rupees Now if you typically look at wallet payments I mean these are of the order of 200 300 400 whatever yeah. right I mean your your swiggies ubers dunzos of the world basically right where you can sort of one tap pay or pay for these services rarely I mean people pay like over 2000 bucks on a wallet as such so you know if you look at the transactions I I would say this would be less than 1% of the transactions right so it's a very 
it's a corner case basically right so this is not prevalent first of all now coming to the point of whether you know upi transactions have to be charged look there is no free meal but at the same point i mean at the same time i do feel that the government has to invest in public utilities like they invest in roads and infrastructure and and you've been seeing especially over the last 5 10 years the how, how much of uh, you know investment has gone into that kind of infrastructure right so upi costs about 1300 crores or so uh, for the government to maintain now in the larger scheme of things 1300 crores is really nothing they will figure a way to recover that money right one way or another and i think it should it should be right i mean uh, so the government should figure an innovative way to do that this is more or less signaling that at some point of time upi transactions will be charged right and uh, you know the government could perhaps again charge these transactions over a certain amount right and they could make it fairly competitive as well right i mean it doesn't have to be free neither does it have to be the 1 to 2% that you know you know some of these credit card companies etc charge uh, for mdr right merchant discount rate uh, so it could be less than that it can be very competitively priced and it can be for a like a corner case given the amount of transactions i think certainly 1300 crores can be made in uh, in n number of ways yeah So another thing here to point out is that the average ticket size of UPI peer-to-peer transaction stands at rupees two thousand four hundred and fifty-five, and for peer-to-merchant transactions, the number is at eight sixty rupees. I would have really guessed that both those numbers would have been way lower than what they are actually. Yeah. But and one way of looking at this whole interchange fees for PPI instruments, right? This is. I think a huge step forward for the entire UPI infrastructure. Look at what the government has done with QR codes. In from a merchant standpoint, imagine you would have to keep, let's say, a phone pay QR, a PayTM QR, n number of QR codes just to add convenience to the customers. But through UPI, NPCI consolidated everything into one QR code. So I think the government is also trying to. promote this direct transfer right and not through one of these uh, wallet uh, providers like you know it could be paytm or bharat pay or you know even raise pay and so on and so forth right uh, so i am sure that you know uh, while i did see a thread by vijay shekar sharma that you know this is hardly going to have an impact and and so on and so forth i don't know i mean if they if i was one of those payment companies i mean i will be a little wary right because you've seen what the government has uh, done with this whole bnpl space as such right where they've really edged out all the people in between and tried to bring the consumer and the end uh, banking entity a lot closer right so maybe i don't know i mean the the government may consider these quasi banking uh, entities uh, beyond uh, nbfcs right these uh, payment folks will have to figure their own playground amongst uh, that right but yeah interesting development for sure yeah okay moving on to the next bit of news we let's talk about the world startup convention that was held in noida well and this was supposed to be the world's biggest startup funding event but unfortunately it did not turn out to be that startup founders had paid up to 50 lakhs or 60000 dollars to secure a booth and pitch to 10000 plus investors as advertised and these investors included the li- likes of masayoshi san who is the ceo of softbank uh, elon musk and a lot of people from the ministry uh, from the indian government to be present but all of these things were was fake to the scam and what was shocking was that india's biggest influencers like ankur warikut chetan bhagat uh, praful bilore and raj shamani recorded promotional videos for this event right and when the media reached out to them asking that ki hey this was a scam they were saying that ki we had no idea and we did not even know that our videos are going to be used for it i think this this has become a joke right now yeah uh, it's a little sad uh, that people lost money uh, right i mean the, the name itself sounds very scammy right i mean world startup convention uh, 
and uh, then look at all of the folks that were promised to be there and masayoshi san and right yeah the others elon musk uh, <laughs> i mean <laughs> so sounds like a scam looks like a scam but then i mean you had all of these influencers uh, like raj shamani and uh, you know chetan bhagat and ankur variku and so on right i mean talking about uh, you know how this was uh, uh, amazing and like you know the next best thing to slice bread Uh, and actively making pitches right i mean i did see some of those reels and what not they were proper pitches uh, variku has said that he didn't know that it was going to be used as a pitch right and look at chetan bhagat man i mean he is india's uh, highest selling uh, author i think you know maybe maybe i mean amish uh, probably has sold more than him thankfully right but uh, yeah i mean it's 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 absurd and you know when some something like this happens you can't just shrug your shoulders and say hey you know what i didn't know or you know i'm oops i'm sorry right i mean you can't do that uh you can't do that in the real world right and why should it be any any different in the digital world um if you remember about a year back there was this huge scam not exactly a scam but there was this uh, crypto exchange vault that shut down right and a bunch of these influencers had promoted it right uh, as well and i made the point then as well that look i mean if you're not going to be responsible then you're just inviting regulation you know it's, it's just a matter But of time yeah i, th- I think it's same because two weeks back right we covered the whole finfluencers how they are propagating false information to like spike up stock prices yeah. for for an entity right and even this startup funding scam so to call it is not the first time that it has happened but this has gained popularity first because of the sort of names they promoted the way they marketed it, and of course the way they engage with the influencer community yeah. see financial advisory anyway is regulated it is certified and regulated what not but this is a bit of a gray area right i mean you can always say that look i wasn't really technically promoting anything or i wasn't asking people to buy a booth or attend the thing or whatever but some of these reels are like fairly explicit as well right i mean you can't really get away from that so yeah i mean i just hope that you know people take more responsibility uh, if not influencers right at, at least people realize that hey what's in it for them why are these folks uh, saying and and it's just a short term game and i mean 2021 you know we had all sorts of bad actors enter the system right because there was a lot of money there was a lot of frothy stuff right valuation and money whatever i i think you're seeing the remnants of it right because this kind of behavior i mean i, I don't think it'll be rewarded i mean they're all no, right now i think there are police disappear. cases being filed against the organizers and all and we'll see how the story pans out yeah Okay talking about edtechs uh, an academy last week announced that they're laying off 12% of its staff or about 380 employees in its fourth official round of layoffs uh, to make its business more profitable now just 4 months back they had laid off 350 people or about 10% of its staff in november the impacted employees will be getting severance pay equivalent of the notice period and an additional 1 month pay along with accelerated vesting uh, of 1 year of employees who have served the company for at least a year now you know while i do understand that companies really need to tighten up operations you have to get down get out of the high which was in 2021 22 the whole funding high is scaling rapidly so given that hey this is a reality now how do you think startup community can get together to manage this better it's a difficult situation right i mean i've said this before you know i mean founders have to do what it takes to run a business right and it's just you know you could say mismanagement you could say that hey i mean we didn't really realize that you know the situation would get so real so soon 
or whatever it is right but yeah uh, hopefully i mean these folks uh, who been let go are uh, you know it's a soft landing for them right i mean they have you know severance uh, and they're also like being uh, helped with some job opportunities and what not i see a lot of startups coming together on different forums uh, and creating a uh, like a list and a job board and everything for folks who been laid off i, I think that's really awesome uh right and folks i mean if someone's listening to this and you have lost uh, your job unfortunately please do reach out to me on twitter or linkedin i'm happy to refer you to uh, any place that uh, you know uh, would be relevant for you happy to do that it's just it's just one of those uh, you know it's it's a time where you have to shed excesses you know i am really happy about the fact that you know there are still companies that don't do the seesaw right i mean 2021 they didn't really go berserk and like spend like a ton of money on customer acquisition hire like you know 20 people that they didn't need and all of that uh, and then you know shed all of that stuff come 22 23 right i i'm really glad that there are, there are still such companies uh, i in fact work for one such company uh, so shout out to wimos founders i mean we've done amazingly well so it's just a learning process i suppose you know for some of these founders uh these are folks who are 26 27 maybe 30 whatever first startup and this kind of creative destruction will sort of will happen periodically it will happen i i wish i could say this is the last time and we'll learn and we'll be wiser and everything but it uh, is something that will periodically happen and also like if you think about it right earlier towards not earlier like mid of last year there was this whole topic about the great resignation happening where like yeah. people were walking out of companies just look how tables have turned and no but that still is uh, that still is real you know i think uh, covid really made people evaluate their priorities again right uh, so when i talk to candidates etc i mean remote is still on the table fractional is still on the table uh, work from home or uh, freelance is still on the table consulting is still on the table yeah. right it's just that you know it's very uneven in the way it is split right because the people who are really like the top 1% top 5% can ask for all of those things right i mean the the rest of them really have to play with what the market offers okay now let's talk about the phone pay zest money acquisition as you all know phone pay has cancelled its plan to acquire zest money which that announced in november last year and uh, this whole deal was pegged at around 200 to 300 million dollars phone pay to cancel due to various reasons including a slowdown in fintech sector regulatory environment and also of course the macroeconomic conditions but a person in the know said that the deal also had to be cancelled as zest money didn't meet the due diligence and the company is not going ahead with the acquisition deal but if you look at this right this when this was announced it was It was so much of excitement within the ecosystem that ki hey you know what now phone is acquiring zest money to get access to the merchant network and through the merchant network they'll start you know credit uh, lending uh, vertical many people are saying that paying 200 million dollars for a lending license so to say would make sense at the start of 2022 but in 2023 it's not a smart move So what's your take on that? I think they're just trying to renegotiate. We saw this happen with the whole builders can pay you uh, acquisition as well, right? I mean, it 4. was four point seven billion dollars. Yeah, four point seven billion dollars. Uh, now look, twenty twenty one and twenty two, twenty three are very different times. Might have made sense in the heydays of twenty two to offer two hundred million for something like this, but uh, yeah, I mean the market has turned and so has uh, the reality, right? I mean anything, man. I mean you look at uh, Elon Musk acquiring Twitter for forty four billion dollars. you know i saw a comment uh, from him the other day that you know twitter Not is probably half. worth 18 billion dollars or something yeah. right right now yeah i mean basically they forced his hand 
to acquire twitter otherwise i mean you would have backed out basically at that valuation right it's it's just tough for all the people involved these acquisitions mergers are never really done until they're done right until it's on the dotted line and everything and, and yeah i mean due diligence is uh, well it's one way of putting it you know and uh, you know it's not like phone pay doesn't have money right i mean they're just raising a uh, billion dollars or so at a uh, 12 billion dollar valuation. valuation but yeah i mean i i think it's probably the number all right moving on to our talk of town section where we have this tweet by mrinal talukdar he writes diganta das a manual labor of packaging food industry of south india returned home during covid and dared to open small packaged parotta making units in vishwanath and uh, in vishwanath charyali and lakimpur churning out an average 1200 packets daily at each center capturing market from tezpur to tinsukia then with two other partners and technology and machinery from south india they're producing the finest quality parottas and are employing close to 10 to 12 people in each unit amazing similar units are also operational in jorhat and dibrugarh by similar people in partnership while known brands are marketing them said diganta das of gopur Do you well, know where gopur is, is? go for i mean i don't know maybe chatisgarh no i'm no idea <laughs> but imagine such stories are yeah i mean it's uh, it's pretty awesome right i mean i remember reading this uh, story of uh, a few migrant uh, workers uh, right who had to unfortunately uh, go back because of covid and what not uh, and who started a whole garment manufacturing unit uh, in bihar uh, right that entire town in fact i mean they had uh hundreds of these folks who had just started that same business they were working in garment uh, uh manufacturing in maharashtra i think who went back and started this uh, business there so look indians are uh, amazingly industrious entrepreneurial right i mean we we call it an informal economy but it's really an entrepreneurial economy right and uh, somewhere you know <laughs> so, somewhere this whole uh, employment became such a it, it became aspirational for the educated folks and and what not but I do feel that if you enable entrepreneurs small entrepreneurs like this magical things can happen really and you know technology is the way to go I think yeah yeah so Roshana before we wrap up this week's roundup why don't you talk us through the upcoming conversations so next week we have Arindam of Atomberg on the podcast uh, he is a wonderful operator he has seen the whole 0 to 100 crore uh, journey with them and Atomberg is kind of revolutionizing home appliances I hadn't heard of them until about 2 or 3 weeks back and uh, you know when uh, Arindam's tweet popped up on my timeline uh, right so I'm really looking forward to understanding you know how they've built this uh, fantastic brand uh, let us know if you have any questions uh, we'd love to take this up with uh, Arindam and along with that also let us know what other things you would want us to talk about and of course you can reach out to us via social media handles and if you want to subscribe for regular updates do click on the whatsapp link you'll see in the description below So that's it for this week. Uh thanks for uh, staying all the way till the end and Roshan and I will be back again next week with more exciting updates. Take care. Thanks guys. See you.